0: The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Steffen, North 5th Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Jeff Skunk Baxter released his first solo album over a year ago, and now another single from that record is out that includes his longtime friend and bandmate, Michael McDonald, Jeff is one of the most interesting guys I've ever interviewed, not only because he is a most sought-after studio musician, but also because of his work with the government. I've got Jeff Skunk Baxter on the line right now. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Uh, Always great to talk to you. I think the last time we spoke, Speed of Heat was just coming out, and now you released My Place in the Sun featuring your friend Michael McDonald. It's really beautiful sort of introspective and cinematic. What can you tell me about that song? Where did that come from?
1: Well, the whole idea was with uh, Johnny Lang and uh, Clint Black, Rick Livingston, the idea was if you want to come and write, the deal was you had to write a song with myself and my music partner, C.J. Vanston, co-producer yeah. on this record and a co-writer on a lot of the tunes. And you had to try something... That you've never done before. Go somewhere, as they say, outside of your wheelhouse. Right. And I asked Michael if he would be interested in doing that. just said absolutely. So when we put this thing together, it was—it is very different than anything Michael's ever done. Uh-huh. Uh, frankly, I think it's one of the best pieces of music he's—he's he's ever done because it is hard to categorize, and I think that's a good thing. And he did an incredible job of just bringing out something from inside his musical sphere that uh, he'd never done before. Also, gets an opportunity to do call and response, which is something like that uh, I've always
0: enjoyed. And I love that. Uh, you must be, are you ever just amazed at how great someone like him sounds after all of these years? I mean, that's a real gift, isn't it?
1: Well, amazed in the sense that some people lose their voice, some people lose their yeah. mojo. Right. Uh, Michael has lost none of that, if anything, become amplified, refined, not polished, because it hasn't become kind of typical. It, he still is growing as a musician, and so I am not so much amazed as I am extremely happy for him.
0: The album has been so well-received now, but did you wonder in the beginning how this was going to go over?
1: I, I can't, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I, and I, and I don't mean to sound disingenuous. I, I that's not why I did the record. Um, I wanted to, you know, I'd never done a solo album before. Yeah. And it was more of an ex, ex, exploratory, certainly you hope that there's some success, But it really wasn't the motivation to do it. I thought it's the one thing that I haven't done on my bucket list. I've played on a number one record. I've produced number one records. I've been in a band that's had a number one record. There are all those little checklists. And this was kind of the last thing on the musical bucket list.
0: Jeff, I've always wanted to ask you about some of the maybe underrated people that you have played with. Two that came to my mind are Tyran Porter, the bass player for the Doobies, and Jim Hodder, who played drums and sang Dallas and Midnight Cruiser for Steely Dan. What can you say about those two guys?
1: Well, starting out with Tyran, underrated is probably a... I, I can't say enough about that guy's bass playing. yeah Tyran is a friend and an incredible musician, pretty good guitar player as well and it's 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 guys like that who drive and are have made such incredible contributions. It's almost like if you are if you write a really good movie soundtrack, nobody will remember it because it's so good it fits in so well. You've done exactly what you need to do. yeah Tyran, I think when you say underrated, people just don't realize what kind of a contribution he makes yes. and made and Jimmy huh, what a drummer that's why I brought him into the band yeah. in Steely band because the guy's drumming is phenomenal and he has an amazing voice.
0: Yeah, I mean those two songs I pointed out, "Dallas" and "Midnight Cruiser." Did Donald Fagan just think, "Well, I don't really want to do those. I don't know if I have it for those songs," and then and then Hotter sang those.
1: I don't think Donald saw himself as a lead singer for quite a long time, and so with David Palmer and Jimmy Hotter sharing the uh, the vocal stuff, he's very happy with that. We all
0: were. Jeff not long ago I interviewed uh, Bobby Columbia and the craziness that blood sweat and tears faced touring in a foreign country now that was decades ago but has that improved at all I mean, you know going to a foreign land and playing
1: I think so because it's become it's become systematized it's become organized in such a fashion that it's not quite such a new uh a new phenomenon for Most countries overseas, even if they're, you know, sort of slightly different culture and different points of view and different perspectives, they all now understand pretty much how this
0: works. Jeff, I vaguely remember a band that you joined with John Entwistle, Joe Walsh, Keith Emerson, and Simon Phillips called The Best. What can you tell me about that experience? Because I'm pretty sure that it was short-lived.
1: That was the idea. We were we were the house band at the China Club (laughs) in Los Angeles. And yeah, people would come I could call some Elton or Springsteen and people would say, Hey, we really want to come down and play the China Club because of the house band. And Michael Jensen, the publicist, looked at the band one time and said, Well, why don't we take this band and go play? So we said, Okay, we rehearsed and we did four shows and that was it. That was the idea. Just go play, have fun, try something brand new, and then go back and do the things that we do.
0: That seems to be your M.O. You you are very much the studio musician, in my eyes at least, where you kind of move on from project to project and you're happy to do that.
1: Well, yeah. If you you don't do a number of things and keep growing, my dad always said, if you don't look at the world through Eyes of Wonder, you might as well just check out. Uh Uh, the idea of, of being a studio musician for me was always my first love the challenge, the responsibility, and the fulfillment of not only learning and growing as a musician but the opportunity to really help someone else fulfill their dream. Yeah, that's makes perfect sense to me.
0: You played in a band called, or you do, I'm kind of trying to figure that one out, Coalition of the Willing. This includes <laughs> U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on guitar and vocals? Yeah. <laughs> and how is he as a musician? Pretty good. Yeah? Soulful
1: cat, you know? Good guy, soulful cat, and definitely is into it. And the rest of the band, you know, former deputy director of the Department of Energy... Base players, a former undersecretary of state for military affairs, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a group of Washington folks. We do a, mostly charity stuff. It's an opportunity. We play a lot of embassy gigs and raise money for different charities. And it's just great fun to play together.
0: You know, it's well known that you've been a consultant specializing in ballistic missile systems and counterterrorism. So do you just run across those guys in the hallway and, and that's how you kind of get to be friends with them?
1: Well, we had, there was a band called Beats Working uh, <laughs> that uh, was uh, playing at the White House um, a, a lot. And somehow or other, the band morphed into this band, uh, Coalition of the Willing. Tony uh-huh. Snow uh, was the uh, press secretary at the White House for quite a while, and then he went on to become one of the national security uh, folks at the Fox News. And I used to do almost every weekend with Tony Snow on Fox to a national security spot. Yeah. And when we had this band, Beats Working, some of the members were still Dan Poneman, who was the deputy secretary for Department of Energy, was in the band. And, and again, it just kind of morphed into Coalition of the Willing. Since I work a lot in Washington, uh, you know, there were always opportunities to go out. And again, Mostly raise money for whether it's U.S. vets or veterans from other countries or children's hospitals or whatever we can do.
0: I've heard rumblings, Jeff, that you're working on a book about your life, which knowing you would certainly cover more than just the music business. Is this more than uh, just speculation at this point?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm actively involved in it. Uh, absolutely
0: It's such a great uh, album, Speed of Heat And hopefully we see you in a you know on a date here and there I know that you've done a handful of dates on the West Coast, at least Jeff Skunk Baxter's solo album, Speed of Heat, is out there on all the major platforms And you can get concert dates and more information at jeffskunkbaxter.com Jeff, always nice catching up with you Good luck in the future
1: Thank you for your hospitality,
0: I can't wait to read Jeff's book once that comes out. I mean, you know that he played for the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan, amongst others, but he has also played on some of the most iconic songs in music history including 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton and Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. What a guy. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofte. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.